City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wildpeak AT3W all-terrain tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Oh, good morning. So good to have your company this morning. It's that time of year. A whole lot of silliness is going on. You can say anything you want about any player, and it doesn't really matter. And uh, a lot of drama, a lot of hopes up for Crows fans during the week. And Bryce Gibbs has been furious, furiously writing detailed notes, <laughs> scribbling like... Uh, a genius all over his page. Good morning, Bryce. Good morning. How are you, man? Tommy, good morning to everyone this morning. And you're right, you knocked on the head. The silly season has well and truly kicked off. And do you know what? I I can't have it. You can't I get can't, around it. It annoys can you? me so much. Oh, man. I noticed. I, when I talk, because I love it, I'm yeah. red hot for it. Anytime I go into any little bit of detail, Bryce's eyes just glaze over <laughs> and he checks out. Well, like, here's the thing. Like, that many rumours and different players' movement and where they're going and, like, just there's so much gets thrown up in the air. And it's so hard to follow it, isn't it? Yeah. And I do feel sorry for some of these journos that that are following it closely. Because to, you know, say they get 100 leads of players (laughs) going here, there, or what's happening, there'd only be only a couple that are actually... True. Absolutely. So it'd be exhausting feeding through all the all the leads and, and trying to work out what's true and what's correct and what's not. So uh, yeah, I mean, until until a player comes out and says, you know, I want to be traded to mm. this site, this team, that's when you can uh, sort of start going into it a little bit more with confidence, obviously. But yeah, I mean, I just I. <laughs> cannot keep up with all these these rumours and, and things that happen in the, what we call the silly season, Tom. Yeah, Bryce Gibbs cannot have it. Uh, the big story of the week, of course, Clayton Oliver is just staying at Melbourne. He's just going to stay there and continue his career there as per normal. I guess the essence of that story really is that there was something going on. There have been a law. The law has been laid down by the Melbourne Footy Club and Clayton has been a naughty boy. He's, uh, you know, there's things that the public uh, aren't hearing or knowing, but he's obviously been quite a naughty boy and he needs to pull his head in. Well, everyone was waiting for that surprise, weren't they? It had been sort of pretty quiet, I, I yep. think, in the first couple of days post the grand final. It was all right. Now that's happened, let's move on to the trade and, and mm. free agency period. And it had been sort of not much happening and people were just waiting for a big, big name, name to put their, their hand up and yeah. and you know start creating those big stories. And then as soon as uh, yeah, Oliver's name was, was linked, um, it just, just blew up, didn't it? Week was sorted for trade radio, that's for sure. The, there was um, a big fish to talk about, but that, that didn't eventuate. Look, only really, the only solid information that we've got is Chris Burgess has gone to the Crows, Bryce. What, what do you think of that? Oh, just, <laughs> just another one, isn't it, Tom? But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the Port and the Crows will be trying to look yeah. to, to bolster their, their list. There's no doubt about that. And we can go into it in a little bit more depth later on. But, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's. I think when does I think free agency starts actually officially next week. So no, no, I think it started yesterday. I did. I was yeah, on the way. Yeah. There you go. That's how much I'm taking <laughs> this period seriously. <laughs> doesn't give uh, a stuff about this period. Free agency started yesterday, and you'll be pleased to know James Jordan from Melbourne went to Sydney, and the compensation pick back Melbourne's way was pick 39, which is probably a little bit generous for James Jordan, who wasn't going to play for Melbourne again, but. Uh, Therein lies the magic secret sauce. Tom Dode is the one South Australian and Crows fans will be keeping an eye on. He'll probably net a uh, similar pick to Daniel McStay last year, a second round sort of pick. But it's all happening, Bryce. It's exciting. Fans get their hopes up. Who can come in? Who can go out? The other main one, Gibber, is Elliot Himmelberg. But we think that the Crows are just going to keep him because he's a a bit of forward depth. Well, it was all sort of relying on other people's yes. movement, and I think um, Chol Marbiel Chol was yep. was linked to. That's the idea. It's all yeah. It all <laughs> swings and roundabouts, Tom. So yeah, I mean, he would have he would have liked to to land the the Giants with his brother, obviously yeah. getting limited opportunity at the Crows. Tex obviously having a, an unbelievable year that not many people expected. Yep. Uh, Riley Thilthorpe hasn't quite come on and, and taken games by the scruff of the neck. We certainly think he's got that in him uh, and capable of doing that in the future for the Crows. But, uh, yeah, Elliot Himmelberg, with a lack of opportunity, was uh, was potentially keen to, to move on. But yeah. with... Uh, with a few other things happening, it looks looking like that might not be the case now. No, he will probably stay. He, I reckon that with Himmelberg, he could be a good player. Like if he gets a clear run somewhere like a Collingwood or the Giants where there's an actual role for him to have, you know, 10, 15 weeks at it, he could be a very useful player. But at the moment, he's depth at the Crows. Hey, Bryce, we're always... Oh, yes. I... I'd play him at centre half back, Tom. I'd bo- yeah. bo- bolster their, yeah. their back stocks, which I think they're very lean. And when I heard Clayton Oliver linked to to Adelaide, I just <laughs> rolled my eyes. Like, yeah. they, I don't think Clayton Oliver's the 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 difference for them to go and win a premiership. I think they're pretty well sorted through the midfield. And, really. And Matt Crouch is that player for mine, Tom. But they, they but wanted Matty to get rid of him. doesn't have that burst of, um, you know, burst out of stoppage. I wouldn't thing. say Clayton Oliver's a burst out of stoppage type player. Uh, well, he's he can drive his legs a, a little better than Matt can. I, I reckon. <laughs> I just thought Matty Crouch could yeah. fulfil that role for him. Swing Elliot Himmelberg back to to centre half back. I reckon he could make a, a great centre half back. Yeah, eyes, so. I agree with that one. Uh, Himmelberg down back is, is good depth, good for Adelaide. Uh, yeah, we Crows fans were excited. I thought Clayton Oliver uh, definitely could be the difference. Um, we're interactive every time, Bryce. Every single show, 0427-154-166. Let us know, what are your trade whispers? What would you like to happen for your team? What are you feeling? Or you can give us a buzz on one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Gibber, it was. I mean, it's a week ago now, but grand final. Where were you, and uh, how'd you enjoy it? Oh, what a cracking game it was, Tom. Yeah. We haven't spoken. You predicted it. We you haven't said. spoken since last week. Obviously, prior to the game, but. You just had a feeling it was going to be an epic uh, and they didn't let us down, both clubs, Collingwood and Brisbane. It was a cracking game of footy and, and I just watched it on the couch in the end, Tom. We were at home, we didn't really do anything. The kids were happy just playing 
out the back and just sat on the couch and really just enjoyed what was a, a fantastic grand final. Yeah, it, it lived up to every expectation possible. And you do feel for Brisbane, but they will be back next year. Plenty of teams uh, have gone through a losing grand final and come back bigger and better. I did the same, mate. I'm a boring bastard like you, and I just sat on the couch with the family because we had uh, nowhere to go. We didn't really have any social things in the calendar for it, but it was an incredible game to watch on the couch. Um, Your buddy, one of your good friends, Sam Jacobs, has just been announced as the Eagles coach, Sample coach, this week. Tell us about that. How does that? What was Sammy doing leading up to that? Well, yeah, you've actually caught me by surprise yeah. a little bit too, Tom. And I'm actually due to catch up with the big fella tomorrow, actually. So looking forward to hearing all about it and, and how it come about. But he'd, uh, in terms of his, his coaching background, I mean, I think he went and played down in Ardrossan and, yep. and was, was a, a coach down there. He uh, spent, or did his knee, then spent a year at the Crows. He's obviously works mm. for, the, for the Crows and uh, was, a, a lot, I think, the midfield coach for the Sandful side for, for 12 right. months. And then this year played at Flagstaff Hill and, and would have no doubt done some coaching throughout that year. So mm. I'm, not, uh, I'm not sure how, if he was approached or he put the feelers out to them or if he, he had shown interest in, in being a senior coach throughout the year. But uh, obviously a, a local boy, or York Peninsula boy, but um, yeah. zoned to the Eagles, played his junior footy there. And uh, I reckon he's, he's a man of the people. We know that oh, yes. people absolutely love him. And uh, he's obviously got a, it's a big task ahead of him, but uh, mm. no doubt that he's certainly capable of it. And um, you know, having a, a, an Eagle player come back and, and represent them as, as a senior coach. I think it's great for the footy club. Yeah, it caught me by surprise as well. But just hearing you say that there, he's clearly done an apprenticeship. And throughout, if you're an AFL player, like by the time you're late in your career, I guess you are mentoring and developing development coaching as well in those times. Yeah, and I mean, it's still, it's still a quite a big job. Yeah. Uh, I don't think... I think Gavin Colville's coming back to the footy club as well, past player, um, I think yep. he was head coach at West Adelaide for a few years there. He's going to come back to be the senior sort of coach, be a bit of a mentor for Source and sort of help him and, and be someone for Source to lean on uh, throughout yep. uh, his first senior coaching experience. Yeah. Uh, producer Jace, Sam Jacobs did speak during the week about this. Had time in the Victorian market, South Australian, New South Wales market. Played AFL in, in, in Adelaide, played SANFL, played local footy as well. So I feel, you know, I feel I've, I've spread myself a lot of, across of, uh, different areas. I've got a lot of different experiences, you know, unfortunately or, or fortunately throughout my AFL. There's a lot of trials and tribulations there. So I feel I've seen a lot. And um, I, I think the biggest thing for me is I feel I can really connect with the players. And I just spoke to the boys and I've just said, you know, I'm a people first person and, um, you know, X's and O's are great, but they come second to connection and making sure we're all, all heading in one direction. Yeah, that's a shrewd pickup for the Eagles and it sounds like he's got a modern coaching uh, philosophy because it is about connection and, and not so much a rigidness to him. Oh, and in, in terms of that space, there's no one better for the job. Yeah, I, I don't okay. think I have heard anybody in my whole entire life, say one bad thing about Sam Jacobs. Yeah, That's okay. the sort of person he is. He is just uh, one of the best guys you will ever meet. So in terms of that connection piece and, yeah. and bringing people together for a, a common cause, I, I don't think there's many better that, that could 
could pull that together. Yeah, yeah. It's so important to the modern coach, isn't it? In, in finding that purpose and some fabric that, that brings all the players together, trying to figure that out. You know, I think just as a as a side piece, you know, how does Damien Hardwick do that with Gold Coast? Because what is even their spirit or their identity? He has to go out and find what it is their real identity is and what they're playing for. With Richmond, it's just like, you're Richmond men, let's go. Do you know what I mean? But that that wasn't always the case with Richmond. Yeah. And and even under uh, Dimmer Hardwick in in his first, you know, Mm. stint with with Richmond, like, they, they were still a bit of a... Basket. A rabble for, oh, for yeah. a few years. It yeah. actually took him to realise, I need to change a few things myself mm. uh, and, and approach things a little bit differently until then. Then they started to click. So it wasn't wasn't yep. like that yep. from the start with Dimmer. So, um, yeah, no doubt he'll, he'll do that up at, up at the Gold Coast again. Yep, bring that vulnerability and, and uh, that brings connection. Gibber, I've forgotten to tell everybody that we're actually at Harbour Town. So come down and visit, and we are actually here for Solitaire Auto. The Audi sale event is on now at Bel Air Road, Hawthorne. Uh, open the door to your new Audi at the sale event on now, Bel Air Road, Hawthorne. And also, our studio is powered by Lumo Energy. SENSA Studio Lumo is powered by Lumo Energy. I'm just going to repeat that one for you. We've actually got a big show coming up, Gibber. Matt Turner. He's a journalist at The Advertiser, covers all things South Australian footy. He's coming up just after 9.30. I like to keep an eye on who's up and coming in the journalist field. And this guy, he's a little, he brings a point of difference, I reckon. Yeah, spot on. Looking forward to seeing what he's got for us. We can ask him about uh, the Crows and Port and yeah. maybe some of those trade rumours. He might be across a few of his own, Tom. So it uh, should be an intriguing chat a little bit later. Yeah, plus the latest in sport all around the world in our Saturday scoreboard. And we're very interesting. Tell me, Bryce, coming up next. We're going to talk about the best dressed <laughs> on Mad Mondays after I saw Jack Ginevan walk in dressed in silk like a little jockey. Uh, it's currently 8.47. We'll be back with you soon. Is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Oh, man, we are off to a flyer. Bryce Gibbs uh, forecasting that free agency will begin <laughs> next week in, instead of yesterday when it actually started. He absolutely loves the trade period. He cannot get enough of it. Gibber, we've got a text here from Daniel about your friend Sammy Jacobs. Uh, it is, and it says, uh, hopefully Source is a better coach at Sandful than he is coaching his NBA fantasy side. Uh, yeah, good point, Daniel. I, uh, I play in a NBA yeah. fantasy uh, league with Source Jacobs in it, and yeah, he's uh, a little bit erratic as a, a, yeah. a fantasy manager, so okay. hopefully uh, he can uh, step up a bit more. Yeah, with the real deal stuff. Well, he can't engage the emotions of fantasy players, <laughs> yeah. so that's that's where his strong suit is. Who is in NBA fantasy? If you're gonna, you know, for example, someone like a Lockie Neal in AFL fantasy is good because he accumulates. Who's who's like a good player to pick in NBA fantasy? Uh, uh, the big guys that do it all. So Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Triple walking triple double. Yes. Okay. Um, Giannis, the guys that can yeah. just put up big stat numbers like yeah, probably the guys yeah. in, in the AFL fantasy Okay, team. so it works pretty similar pretty way. Similar. <clears throat> hey, as we saw Mad Mondays of celebrations uh, trickling through the socials, you can't help but admire the outfit selections, Gibber, particularly Collingwood after their grand final win. A lot of thought 
goes into it. So today we're doing a very special edition of Tell Me Bryce. Uh, it's the Man Monday Best Dressed Edition. Hit it, Jace. Tell me, Bryce. Tell me, sweet little Bryce. Pretty sick of talking about it, to be honest. Tell me, Bryce. Yeah, so just to get you in the mood, I'm going to start us off with some of the Collingwood guys that I was admiring, just to paint the picture here. And uh, Gibber, I'm going to mark them out of humour and effort. That's what I'm marking them on. So we're going to start here with Jack Ginevan. Now, he spent grand final eve at the races, which is a, a big, big no, 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 no. So he's turned up as a jockey. The silk pants, the silk top, Huge attention, and the and the jockey glasses as well. Huge attention to detail here. So I'm going to give him a 10 out of 10 for humour. 10 out of 10 for detail because the effort of that outfit, it, it, that would have been hard to source in a 24-hour window. Can I put, you know, how does he do that? Uh, he obviously knows people in the industry, Tom. So uh, I think that's how <laughs> yeah. it come about. But, uh, yeah, interesting choice. Yep. Uh, Jack uh, just the way he spent his Friday night leading into uh, the biggest game of his life. Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't think Craig McRae was very happy about it. Darcy Moore, moving on to the captain. He rolled up as Legolas from Lord of the Rings. Now, you, the player that Orlando Bloom played is basically like this tall albino elf. I'm not across any look, of that. Okay. I apologise. You're precious. Sorry, Huge attention to detail again. He's got the bow and arrow, the weird tight green tights that men wore back in the medieval times. So I'm giving him 7 out of 10 for humour, 10 out of 10 for effort. We're going to get to your best in a second, Bryce. Um, my last two... <laughs> That's all right. This is tell, me to- tell me, Tom. It's all, it's no, fine. no. I've, I've hijacked this one. <laughs> last two. Jordan Degoe, Jeremy Howe. So Jordan Degoe has rolled up as dressed as a Peaky Blinders character. Now, have you heard of that TV show, Gibber? I have seen a, a couple of series of Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Yes. So it's a, it's a gritty one about English crims and gangs in the 1920s. Now, this one actually hits deep because if Geordie Degoe was around in 1920, he would actually be in a gang. So it matches up with his rap sheet very nicely, this one. <laughs> 8 out of 10 for humour and 7 out of 10 for effort because it's probably easy to source. The final one... Bryce, Will Kelly, he didn't play. He's probably the laziest of all the outfits. He's turned up as his dad, Craig Kelly, CEO of Collingwood. He's got a huge gut, so he's just put a pillow. <laughs> he's just put a pillow inside a Collingwood polo. So that's a uh, one out of ten for effort and uh, three out of ten for humour. Ha <laughs> ha. You know, you're, I, did, you're I being don't mind that. I'm simple. <laughs> I don't, I'm pretty happy. It's an easy the kill. Easy one. It's an easy kill. Now, what we're working towards here, Gibber, <laughs> after I've spent 10 minutes on the setup, in your journey, which of your outfits would you rate as your own best dress? Yeah, well, Mad Mondays are sort of a not not a thing as they used to be, yeah. Tom, when I, when I first started. Yeah. And um, we all know how Collingwood... Uh, Collingwood, uh, Geelong set the bar so yes. high in this area, but they would actually let the media in to their mm. to their Mad Monday celebrations for a period of time before shutting them out to continue their festivities. Where we <laughs> at Carl, we kept them well away. We, well away, yeah. We ended up uh, usually we go to a pub in Richmond, and we would the the, the pub would board the um, windows up in like to black it all out so right. no one could see in, no one could see out. Yeah. And, there was always a, a period of time when you'd get out the Uber or the cab or when you were getting dropped off, <laughs> there'd be that little yeah, window yeah. where the media would be standing out trying to 
have a look and yeah. and see what guys were coming as. But um, yeah, there were some some good performers over the journey. The, yes, the Kate Simpson was always the king of <laughs> yeah. of this time, and and we were probably I don't think it's fortunate enough, but we were to have a. a Long enough time to know when Mad Monday was because we'd never mm. played in many final series, Tom. So you, you had so, yeah, well and truly enough calendar. time to prepare. But Cade Simpson was always uh, after round was one that would always, you know, he'd be best on in terms of his kit. And yeah. some of his kits over the journey were uh, he came as Bruce Door one year, did actually shaved his head uh, to look oh like the goodness. flying doormat. He did a Ned Flanders, and I'm going to show you a picture of Oscar the Grouch. So this is the, <laughs> the detail, and it's, oh, we might even put something up on yeah. socials a little bit later, but. So Oscar the Grouch, he's actually oh, in wow. the actual he's bin. He's in a bin. So he's he's a uh, yeah. It's nearly That's spot on. That's huge. De- so he's in a bin. He's wearing some green slippers, and just to describe, he's got a bin lid on his head. So <laughs> he looks uh, remarkably painted close. in fully in green. In so green, he yeah. set the standard early. So then I started to to learn off of him, and <laughs> that I, I, I think the best dresses when you can use your own hair or facial hair to, yes. to create your character. So a couple yeah. of mine when like I had uh, the long locks over the journey. I went as Thor one year. It's oh, Tom, wow. So that's sort of yeah, uh, so got the, the long locks flowing with the, the big hammer there. That's, yep. uh, that's, and the I'm visor. Showing, uh, so for the people listening, I'm actually showing Tom some photos to make it a bit <laughs> yeah. easier This is perfect for, him. for uh, an Jax audio Teller forum. from Sons of Anarchy. Yes. Had the slick back. Had the, I, I uh, the leather jacket, the, the jeans. and So, it was as far as Thor and sourcing the outfit for that goes, what, what, what happens? Like, who does that for you? That's a costume or shop job. Costume or, shop, or, yeah. Um, you know, you go to an op shop or yeah. or something like that. And and uh, the one I'm most proud of, I went as David Beckham one year. Yes. You got the, a bit of David Beckham the vibes. The cornrows. So, I actually yeah. went and got my hair plaited wow. yeah. and cornrowed for the event. And I remember the, the morning of the Mad Monday or the Silly <laughs> Tuesday it was. We actually had a team meeting at the club yeah. and I had gone and got my hair cornrowed the day before so I had to wear it in a big beanie all tucked up. Okay, so no one, to hide the surprise. To hide the surprise. Uh, to, you know, that's, yeah. that's why you do it, the reaction when you, you walk in yeah, on the day. Yeah, so yeah. I had a few different looks. It, I think it w- was about 28 degrees that day and there I am in a beanie. Yeah. So yeah, hiding was... the hair but... Um, is there an acknowledgement? Like, so you walk in, you're, you enter the Richmond pub for the first time, you've got cornrows in your hair like an eight-year-old girl, and uh, Kate Simpson's walked in as Oscar the Grouch. What do you say? Nice outfit, mate. Or what, 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 what's the discussion that follows? <laughs> yeah, no, there's a, there's a bit of uh, laughter. You sort of go into a bit of detail on how it all come about and, and why you've gone as that particular character. And there may be some rewards or penalties for those dressed later on as the, uh, the yep. day unfolds. Yep. Okay. Very fascinating, Bryce. My favourite was always Brendan Favola with the old strap on. Um, <laughs> we're coming to you live from Harbour Town for Solitaire Autos. A smell, a beautiful smell of Johnny's popcorn is emanating across the village and uh, I'm being very tempted. So come on down to Harbour Town. Come say g'day. we got to get to the news, Gibber, because it's nine o'clock. With Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yeah, so good to have your company. Uh, keep the texts coming through. We've got another one here. Bring back the cornrows, the uh, very effeminate hairstyle that Bryce Gibbs was rocking on one of his Mad Mondays. Bit of Beyonce in the cornrows, I reckon, because she's, uh, 
She's done that one. It's time for uh, something we do for our very special friends at Solitaire Auto. It's our local legend. The Audi sale event is on now at Bel Air Road, Hawthorne. And our local legend this week, Bryce, is... It's Courtney Webb, Tommy, from the SA Scorpions. So looking forward to chatting with Courtney. Is she with us now, Producer Jace? Courtney, are you with us? Yes, hello. Good morning. <laughs> How are you going, Courtney? What's, what's on for your Saturday morning? How do you like to spend your Saturdays? Uh, I've just headed out for a coffee, which is always the best way to start the day, I reckon. But um, just got catching up on a bit of uni before our WNTL games next week. And, and so, Scorpion season, um, how, how do you prepare? How's all the training regime going for you guys? Yeah, really good at the moment. I think we've had a, a really great pre-season. We've had a few of us travel over to England with the Australia and Australia A side. So, we've had a bit of cricket under our belt and, yeah, obviously got off to yep. a flyer against ACT a couple of weeks ago and looking to um, take that into this week against WA. Yeah, and so you're happy with the results, you know, against the Meteors and the the team's form in this early part of the season? Yeah, for sure. I think we won both games with a bonus point, which is, yeah, literally the perfect start to the season. We we had our Australian girls playing, so it's always great to have them around and they always lift the group. But um, I wouldn't say that we relied on any one player um, to get the job done in the first two games. So, yeah, just hoping to keep bringing uh, the full team effort and yeah it'll be a tougher tougher couple of games against WA but really looking forward to it. Yeah so tell us about that matchup Courtney so take on uh, WA this week Tuesday and Thursday at Karen Rolton Oval Um, bit of a a different beast this week Uh, how do you prepare for for the WA side? Yeah, we've done our preview meeting pretty early on for this group. I think, yeah, we think they're a quality side and um, they've obviously just beaten Vic a couple of times as well. So they've got their season off to a really good start too. So um, they've got a fair bit of depth with their batting. So just making sure we've got really clear plans in place on how we can get them out and, and then restrict them if we can't do that. And Courtney, so we've got a new wicketkeeper in the team after the retirement of a local legend. How has she been going? Yeah, Josie Dooley, she's she's an absolute yeah. ripper. I've played a lot of cricket with Dooley. Um, she's been around for around the group for a little while as well. So, um, yeah, she's obviously really clean with the gloves and had big shoes mm-hmm. to fill with um, Tegan McFarlane retiring. But, yeah, she's been great. She brings a lot of energy to the group and she's a bit of a clown. So it's, that's always handy behind mm-hmm. the stumps. Uh, and have we got any other up-and-coming young players that we, we need to keep an eye out for, for the season? Yeah, I think there's a couple. I think Emma Debro, she's already proven herself at the level. She's um, been top five, top ten run scorers for the last couple of years, and I think she's only 22 or 23. So she's gotten off to a really good start, um, and I think she's only going to grow throughout the season. Um, and then from a bowling perspective, I'd say Kate Peterson, has just come off the back of a trip to England with the Aussie side and um, already taking key wickets early. So, yeah, I think those two are, are going to be really key to our team and both, yeah, 22 and 20, I think. So um, both young but already have really good roles in the team. Uh, well, Courtney, you are our local legend for this week for Solitaire Auto. Uh, thanks for jumping on and good luck against WA this week. 
Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Courtney. So that's Courtney, our local legend for Solitaire Auto. Open the door to your new Audi at the sale event on now, Bel Air Road, Hawthorne, Bryce. We're going to get to a break because we've got the week that was coming up and also a huge show still to come. We're covering all your info, the latest, the very latest info on the trades and free agency coming through. And we're also going to talk to the advertisers, Matt Turner, who's going to cover all things South Australian teams, Port and Crows. It's currently seven minutes past nine. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W all-terrain tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yeah, very nice spring top of 20 degrees today. So good to have your company. Keep the text coming through on 0427154166. We'll be getting to a few of those soon. Uh, Gibbet, it's time for this. Hit it, Jace. It's the week that was. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's very good. Uh, I had another intro for that one, which wasn't my own voice. But, hey, let's get to it. Um, grand final, Gibber. Let's just uh, reminisce for a moment uh, with the final moments of, of last Saturday and then I want to get to a question. Coleman head Jace. over the ball. And so ends one of history's great grand finals. Collingwood take the final step on the stairway to Premiership Heaven. Flies, pies, win the close one. Collingwood at Premiers in 2023. Now, uh, we were treated that whole weekend because it was the AFL Grand Final and, of course, the NRL Grand Final. Fill me in as a non-NRL person. How did that one play out? Well, Tom, uh, we got treated on Saturday, as you just heard Jared calling the end of the AFL Grand Final. The NRL Grand Final, Tom, was just as good. Yeah. Right? So the two best sides going head-to-head in the Brisbane Broncos and the Penrith Panthers. Started off, uh, Penrith got the kick on them. Um, the Broncos came right back and were playing unbelievable mm. football. And uh, if it wasn't for Nathan Cleary, yep. who played uh, an amazing game, but arguably the best 20 minutes we've ever seen in a grand final to get his side back in the game. Uh, and the Penrith Panthers win by two points. Mm. It was uh, It's probably needed to see it to believe it, Tom. It was absolutely unbelievable. Yep. Now, staying with grand finals, obviously the celebrations get underway for Collingwood's Mad Monday and the win. And then they did something unprecedented. I don't know if you saw this, but they rang... They video called into AFL 360 from the celebrations, and this is how it went down. We don't really take calls on television. Oh, well. Oh, so it's the Collingwood cabinet. So Darcy Moore has called in. Um, Darcy, welcome to AFL 360. <laughs> hey. Hey, mate. <laughs> uh, Darcy, you're on the air now. Have you been watching the coach, Darcy? I can't hear <laughs> the visuals are now. Have a look at them kissing each other. Cool, yeah, that, was, that was pretty fun. <laughs> it's risky and it's excellent. That's why we don't go live to drunk people on TV. <laughs> 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 
Yes, that's um, Mark Robinson at the end there saying we don't go live to drunk people on TV. <laughs> Uh, so that was a very risque move from the Pies at their celebration. Gib, I want to get your thoughts on this. We know what Kane's thoughts will be. Aaron Norton signing on for eight years until 2032, Jace. Gibber, we'll move on to you. <laughs> we are absolutely flying. And Bryce is absolutely flying because he loves the uh, trade and free agency period. Eight-year contracts, is that just the new reality we find ourselves in to stave off opposition clubs? Yeah, well, that, that's obviously what, what's happened here. There would have been, no doubt, some interest in, in Aaron Nord and, and clubs you know, offering the best part of five, yeah. six-year deals. And, it, and it's taken an eight-year deal to get him to, to stay at the kennel. So, yeah, I mean, is he worth eight years, an eight-year contract? I don't know. Mm. Did you see him as one of the best forwards in the comp? Because that's when I, when I hear of an eight-year contract, I think of you've got to be in the in the top couple of, yeah. of players in your position. Yes. And I'm not quite sure if he's Well, statistics yet. would say no. He sort of sits outside that top five or six uh, of the, the, the key tools, but they're obviously banking on him um, going up to another level. I think it's just the reality now that if they were to leave it, the Swans – or a club like them may have just walked in and, and offered the same thing. So they're, they're having to offer overs, and uh, it's a powerful position for the players to be in, Bryce. Oh, you can't argue from a, a player or, or a player manager's yeah. point of view. If, if your manager comes to you and says, oh, I've got an eight-year deal on the table for you, do you want to take it? Oh, do you know what, manager, no. I'm actually probably not worth <laughs> that much or, yeah. or probably shouldn't commit for, for that long, of course you're going to take it every day of the week. So it's not Aaron's fault or, or his manager's fault. It's, yeah. it's the way that the clubs the clubs make these decisions and it's either going to work really well for them or it could come back to, to bite them. Yeah, well, so far it's been about a 50-50 the with, these, <laughs> yeah, with these long deals. Finally, uh, Gibber, Adam Uze, new coach of Richmond. Uh, he was one to wear the three-quarter sleeves. They, they were big with Adam. I know you wore the long sleeves at times as well, Gibber. He was asked a very hard-hitting question about what his philosophy would be on the long sleeves because, of course, Damien Hardwick was not a fan. He banned them. Uh, here he is. Dimmer didn't like the long sleeve. Are you going <laughs> to let the, uh, the long sleeve roll? Yeah, well, that's, that's going to be up to our leadership group as well. Look, in the end, I don't want to walk in and, and change too much other than the way that we play. Um, those sorts of discussions will be around our management and our leadership group. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing the long sleeves every now and then. I like how he was asked a, a joking question and he gave it a serious answer. Yeah, we're going to look right into that and see whether or not we can. Did you have any uh, coaches that frowned upon the long sleeves, Bryce? No, I didn't. Uh, I reckon Alistair Clarkson was another one that yeah. banned Hawthorne from, from wearing long sleeves. But, like, seriously, if you... If you pay better... If you think that winning or losing a game or playing... Your playing performance is based on whether you wear a long sleeve or short sleeve jumper. I think yeah. you need to go and jump in the sea. Yep. Uh, that's <laughs> one of our... <laughs> Bryce, 
One of our absolute best editions of the week that was. Uh, not quite anything <laughs> went right for us there. So we're going to evacuate. We're going to get to a break and uh, straighten right up because coming up very soon, we've got the advertisers, Matt Turner, and he's going to talk us through all things trade and free agency from a South Australian pr- uh, perspective. We're also going to talk more broadly as well, Gibber, about uh, all the comings and goings there. It's 20 minutes past nine. Time to get to a break. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yeah, it's a nice top of 20 degrees. Nice spring day, Gibber. Bryce has just been scrolling through all the latest trade and free agency. Cannot get enough of it. And he has announced free agency will begin next week, which is uh, quite interesting. But, Bryce, a couple of... uh, Things I want to go through that happened during the week. Obviously, Callum Mills partied a little too hard, got in the wrestle and ruined his shoulder. He has spoken for the first time, and this is what he had to say. I want to firstly show my my remorse and apologise to the club, the coaches, the board, my teammates, and especially the Swan supporters. I made a bad mistake. I put myself at risk and I take full responsibility. Uh, I'm obviously extremely disappointed, and this is not a reflection uh, of the captain I aspired to be, um, and I'm gutted that this will potentially put the start of my season at risk. But one thing I do want to assure people is I'm doing everything I possibly can to get back as quick as possible. And for Swans fans, I want to make it really clear that this will not deter mine or my teammates commitment to chasing success in in 2024 yeah big big blue by Callum Mills as we know and just got a little bit carried away at the end of season celebrations and I I do I don't think that is a true reflection of his character and just was made a bad decision at uh, at a time and is obviously going to be paying the consequences for that decision but uh, yeah I mean he'll try and work he'll work harder than anyone to, to earn the respect back from his teammates and from the Swans faithful there's no doubt about that but uh, yeah to lose him for probably the, the first bit of the season is going to uh, certainly hurt them next year. Yeah he's a fantastic midfielder for them and an accountable midfielder when they need it so uh, funnily enough yeah I feel sorry for him because we all make mistakes and uh, he just got into a tussle and that did not work out well for him. Gibber moving on Unlucky Jackson Hately. I always thought he was going to actually make it. I thought he would be a really good inside mid for someone, uh, possibly Adelaide. Well, that's not going to be now because they've given him the sack. But he spoke during the week as well. Jackson Hately. Yeah, 100%. Everyone's, you know, it's amazing what he's done. He's a premiership player now. And I think, you know, everyone's story and journey is, is so different. And there's no... There's no one way to, to go about it. Pretty rarely does, you know, someone come in and you just play all the way through and you're at the one club and win premierships and it's everyone's story is super different. So I'm I'm, you know, embracing my journey and I'm you know, I've had some unbelievable experiences and I feel very, very um, thankful and lucky for, you know, the time I've already had. Um, but I certainly don't feel like my, my journey's over from a you know, high level footy um, point of view and um, yeah, seeing someone like I don't I don't know. Oleg, but just seeing that from from the outside, it's um, yeah, it's unbelievable, and, and you just never know what can happen. 
Yeah, he's talking about Oleg Markov there and uh, how he was, uh, you know, coming to his third club in Collingwood this year and look what happened for him. Do you think there's a club out there that could use Jack O'Haitley? Yeah, I think so. And the Markov story is unbelievable, really. Yeah. As you said, he was sort of after his second club in the wilderness, but he was actually training with Carlton for a, a couple of sessions and then actually got picked up by Collingwood. So mm. that's how quickly mm. things change. And then it obviously goes on to play yeah. most of the year in that premiership side. So yeah, things can change certainly quickly. And, and Jackson Haley, I, I, I tend to agree. I think he's got more in him. Yeah. Uh, he, certainly capable at the level he just lacked the opportunity at the Adelaide Crows and it uh it hasn't worked out so I don't know maybe that um coupled with the the curse that the the number six holds at yes. uh, the Adelaide Crows very cursed not, not, number indeed not many Bryce. people uh go on to have successful <laughs> careers with the wearing the number six at the no. Adelaide Football Club I think there's only one hundred game player on the locker and Is that's, that Modra? that's Modra yeah so yep outside of that how uh, many did you get to oh uh, not many 40-ish I think it was <laughs> not many yeah so uh yeah there might be something in that Yes, uh, I think they, they retire the number six if the Crows know what they're doing. They just put that one away. Hey, another one. Um, Travis Boak yeah. signed uh, a year extension. He spoke in the media this week as well. Stressful couple of weeks, I think, um, post-season, just with the decision um, and just talking through with family and, and the club and, and what I wanted to do next. But I've still got a lot of drive and my body still feels great other than the uh, the crack ribs I had this year but um, no I'm really excited for another year and, and looking forward to getting out there again. Yeah so it'll be interesting how they deploy Bokey. Uh, do you see him playing sub and, and mentoring some of the guys in the twos a bit? Well this is the the thing isn't it like what will his role be and and my point of view I, I thought I thought he should have finished up. I thought, you know, mm. you can't take away for what he's done for that footy club over, you know, seven, 16, 17 years. Uh, I thought the time was right for him him to finish up just with the way, way they're going and, and the young midfielders coming through. So, obviously, they've given him, you know, the... Arguably the the best player to, to ever don a Port Adelaide yeah. uh, Guernsey. And they gave him the decision whether he was going to go on or not. And he's obviously chosen to, to go on. The converse, they, would have been have, uh, they would have had to have conversations with him to say, yes. if your form's not at the level, you're going to have to play in the sandful and you're going to have to work yep. you know, to, to get your spot back or whatever those conversations may look like. And if, if Travis has gone away and said, yep, that's completely fine. I'll still train. We, we know you can never question his training ethics and, and the way he prepares for, for a season yep. uh, to get his bodily body right and, and mentally as well. There's no one that, that does that better than, than Travis Boak. So whether he's determined to prove them wrong and say, no, nah, I'm going to be in the best 22 week mm. in, week out. You can't play 22 rounds as the sub. So yep. we know that. That works for a period of time and then you need to come back and play a full game at a couple of games full at that sample level or, or get elevated to, to playing a full game in the seniors. So those hard conversations would have had, but um, Travis obviously would have agreed to, to that. And he'll use that as motivation, if that's the case, going mm. forward into this, or what will be his 18th or, or 19th pre-season and uh, to, to put his hand up to, to try and play every round. But whether that actually eventuates next year, I don't know. Yep.
He's also uh, on around 348 games or something like that. So clubs, I know, do like to get those milestones and uh, get they probably want to get Bokey to 350 games. So um, they will send him off rightly, whether it's in the middle of the season or at the end next year. Gibber, we're going to get to a break because up next, Matt Turner from The Advertiser is going to cover all things South Australian clubs, Port and Crows from a trade perspective. We're here for Solitaire Auto, the Audi Sale event is on now at Bel Air Road, Hawthorne. Top of 20 degrees today. It's 9.30. Time for the news. Scout tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W all-terrain tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Oh, yes, we're down at Harbour Town. Come and say g'day. There's a few people trickling through now. It's a very nice Saturday morning vibes, Gibbet. It's my favourite day of the week because... You know, you got the clear blue sky ahead, and uh, for most people, not many commitments. No, spring time in Adelaide is uh, the best time. There's no doubt about that, Tom. Everyone starts getting out and about, sipping their lattes, doing a bit of Mm. shopping down here at Harbour Town. It's it's great to see. Yeah, plenty of fashion down here as well if you need to get yourself uh, uh, some new threads. Now, Gibby, you know I like to keep an an eye on the journalists around town, who's coming up with something fresh, who's uh, coming through the ranks, and this is a guy who knows everything Crows and Port. He does things a little bit differently. His name is Matt Turner. He writes for the Advertiser and Code Sports. Good morning, Matt. How's your Saturday morning going? Yeah, pretty good so far, Chance. And thanks for having me on. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming on with us, Matty. Now, it's probably a busy time of year for you. Um, what does a normal day of work entail? Like, how, how do you spend your time trying to chase a story? I'm definitely fingering a lot of pies this week, and and it feels like almost every player that's that's uh, coming up in rumours is either either coming to or from SA at the moment, or wanting to come here. I'm, I mean, it's been a, a hectic week, and it's um, it's pretty amazing when you consider that the trade period still is a couple of weeks away from finishing, and we haven't even started yet. So. Uh, yeah, fingering a lot of pies every day. It feels like there's plenty going on, so got to make a lot of calls and keep your your fingers on the pulse with with other uh, colleagues over in Melbourne. I did wonder that, Maddie, and we spoke a little bit about it off the top of the show. So, what what sort of percentages of these rumours and and trade uh, innuendos are actually true? You, you, a lot of things had no doubt come through you or via your desk whether it's crows or port or or other teams say out of 10 what what's the sort of percentage that actually is in and around the mark that you can actually go and chase that that's uh you know true yeah what's worth your time <laughs> it's a hard one because sometimes you have to you, you definitely have to sort the fact from fiction and and work out all right do i need to uh make some calls on this to to managers or to clubs or um, people in recruiting or, or whatnot, but you generally get a sense as to whether it's got legs. Um, like I said, we could, there's a uh, we've got some colleagues over in Melbourne at the, at the Herald Sun that uh, across a lot as well that we lean on to uh, touch base as to where things stand. But it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to put a number on exactly how many of them. Are true. I mean, w- when you think about trade week and some of these SA um, 
players getting linked uh, or players getting linked to SA. Most, I reckon, most rumours that uh, or names that tend to crop up, those deals tend to get done if you look look back at at history. Yeah. So, again, hard to put a number on, but there aren't that many that become that sort of grow legs that that don't get across the line. So, all right, well, let's start here with Adelaide. Um, we've seen the Giants want to reunite Elliot Himmelberg with his brother Harry in Sydney. Uh, is this one still a possibility, or do you reckon Adelaide are going to hold Elliot to his contract with uh, Marbio Scholl choosing Hawthorne now? Yeah, I, I would say still a possibility. Um, is it in the likely basket? I would think not now. Probably more unlikely than, than likely. One of those ones where... Um, it could still happen, maybe a, you know, late in the trade period, or something like that. But if you're going to lose an Elliot Himmelberg, um, you'd probably want to be bringing someone back in, and that's on top of Chris Burgess, who has requested a trade this week to Adelaide and um, can fill a need at, at either end of the ground. I think they're reluctant to to let Himmelberg leave at this stage without getting something else back. So. Uh, yeah, that's that's definitely in limbo, probably in the more unlikely basket at this stage. So you just mentioned Chris Burgess uh, nominating Adelaide. That that's a pretty simple one. That that'll get done pretty easily. I think you'd think so. I mean, he's um, 28 uh, next month, so he's sort of at the older end and still a year to run on his contract. I, I would think he's had two great years in the VFL. Um, uh, leading the goal kicking over there in terms of the uh, mm. the competition, um, and he's a South Australian wants to come back for more opportunities. You'd think though that he's more of a, a depth player uh, yeah. that can fill a need at either end of the ground. Particularly with Adelaide's obviously lost Tom Duda to or losing Tom Duda to Brisbane. They got Nick Murray who's missing most of next season, so potentially Burgess could fill a role in in defence for them, but. Players like that, that are more your, your depth players, those deals tend to get done. Yeah. Now, that Clayton Oliver thing was a bit of fun, and uh, that's <laughs> over now. So, <laughs> for Crows fans, you know, we're trying to understand if Adelaide's strategy this couple of weeks, if there's a desire to get an established mid, or is it probably just going to be key position depth? What's your read on that? Yeah, it, it, that was... I mean, what a bombshell to, to start the week uh, and, and clearly uh, set the trade period alight a week before it even happened and then sort of fizzled out within a few days. But it was a, a fun one. And my understanding was Adelaide was actually into Oliver for, you know, a few weeks, genuinely thought it was in the mix, potentially front right. of the queue if he, if he wanted to leave. He's obviously had good relationship with Darren Burgess. He's from Echuca, so he's... He's not a Melbourne um, city boy. And, and, and when you think about what Adelaide needs in its midfield, um, often been accused of being a little bit same-samey in there, a guy with his sort of size and um, ability to win the ball and break away would have been the perfect fit. Um, but that, as I said, fizzed out a little bit. Melbourne sounds like they've uh, laid down the law a little bit about his off-field um, standards and, and the, what they want him to, to meet from here on. So, yeah, begs the question, does Adelaide then 
use what it was thinking to uh, put towards an Oliver deal into into someone else. I don't think that they would simply just jump to the next player. I think there needs to be someone available um, that they really, really like in that space. I'm not sure that that player exists. Um, as you know, I haven't heard anything to suggest that they're suddenly moving on to a, a similarly high-profile target. I think, uh, as you touched on, that they have other areas of the ground that they're, they're looking to potentially bring guys into. And, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. But it just it was a, a fun 72 hours. <laughs> and the fact that the Crows were potentially up to their eyeballs in it if you wanted to leave would have been a, a huge story and it obviously was would have been the biggest trade since Chris Judd I reckon if you if you take into account mm. if you don't take into account um, free agents I reckon would have been the biggest trade since Judd in terms of a player in his prime Yeah, no doubt and no doubt the Crows will be looking to be active again in this trade period and their fellow team down the road Port Adelaide what have you got for us from them obviously Asava Radigalia Zerk Thatcher a couple of nominations to come in Um, Xavier Dersma's name has been linked to Essendon Uh, how are they shaping up for this trade period? Yeah I guess a lot of people have been wondering how does Port get in Radigalia Sweet and Zerk Thatcher, um, albeit none of them are, are, are superstars, but still three players in when Port's first draft pick is pick 38. They were able to do a bit of trade gymnastics last year to get in Horn Francis and and Rioli, but they, they're they going to probably struggle to do that again this year. They also have, have an interest in Ivan Soldo, the Richmond Ruckman, but it sounds like Richmond's reluctant to let him leave. But yeah, when when you don't have the the tick assets to get deals done so easily, that begs the question: Do they need a ship a player to get that done? And um, John Rao from the Herald Sun reported that Xavier Dersma uh, had a medical at Essendon on Thursday. He's not requested a trade yet, but. Our understanding is that Port wouldn't stand in his way if he wanted to go. It obviously would make uh, their ability to get those deals done, particularly the Zerk Thatcher deal, um, a, a, bit, a fair bit easier. Uh, was, mm. It's funny, he had a great sort of, sort of first debut year, but he's been a bit injury hit the last few years. just hasn't really happened for him. And, and I think Port sees <coughs> key defence, which is where uh, Zerk Thatcher and Radigalia can feel. They they see that as a major need after being a bit of an issue for them the last couple of years. So that could be the make weight. Matt, I, I realise this is now we're going to venture into an area of basically we're talking about fairy dust. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm keen for your view here, though. Um, the value, you know, Essendon, Adrian Dodorio is notoriously difficult to deal with mm-hmm. and he's placed a value on Zerk Thatcher yeah. in the, you know, end of first round, which is actually ridiculous. And we know it's a starting point. And then you've got Xavier Dersma's value and, you know, previous first round pick and uh, probably mm-hmm. more valuable than Zerk Thatcher. Yet uh, there's a, a lack of key position guys going around. There's yeah. a, a desire for them from all clubs. Could this be just a, you know, a straight swap, Dersma for Zerk Thatcher? 
they're old school, the old straight swaps, aren't they? You don't you don't see yeah, too yeah. many of them these days. They're normally haggling over a pick or something. But it, but maybe it could be because I think yeah, you you touched on it. Dersma's got a higher ceiling. You would you would think he was a higher pick, um, but Zerk Thatcher feels a, a major need for for Port mm. when you consider they've just lost Tom Jonas, Trent McKenzie really struggled with injury at the back end of the year and, and um, is clearly coming to the end of his career. Tom Cleary been on the outs. So I think when you when you weigh in Dersma's potential versus uh, Zerk Thatcher as, as a need, it might end up being more of a like-for-like rather than uh, too many assets back. I think the way you consider mm. it, if you're sort of haggling over a a late pick just to get a deal done to fill a need, then uh, then it might not be the right decision when you when you sort of desperately need to fill a particular position. Matt, thank you for enlightening us uh, with your knowledge ahead of what's going to be a massive couple of weeks for our South Australian teams. I, for what it's worth, think it is a straight swap, but with an exchange of future fourth round picks or an exchange of future fifth-round picks. Um, Matty Turner, he writes for Code Sports and the Advertiser. Uh, have a lovely Saturday, mate. Thanks for joining us. You too, gents. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. There you go. That's uh, Matt Turner from the Advertiser. Gibber, we're coming to you live from Harbour Town. It's all thanks to our friends at Solitaire Auto. The Audi sale event is on now at Bel Air Road, Hawthorne. We've got to get to a break. It's currently 9.47, a top of 24 degrees. Uh, sorry, top of 20 degrees today. Sorry to get your hopes up there. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yeah, plenty of going on. It's a trade period ramping up, just about to begin on Monday. And you can get across that with Trade Radio. They're going to be doing that stuff 24-7 for all of you who want to stay up to date. And free agency began on Friday with uh, Harry Mackay, obviously, is going to get to Essendon. They haven't nominated, though, the compensation as yet, Gibber, which will be interesting to see whether North get blatantly uh, looked after with a pick three there. Um, it's time for a sports report, but by the way, we've also shared your Mad Monday attire, Gibber, on, on the socials because we were talking about Collingwood's best dress, Darcy Moore, dressing as a Lord of the Rings character, sort of an albino, that elf albino character with the blonde hair you've come up with thor and uh who's that guy from um jacks teller from uh, sons of anarchy sons of anarchy and yeah. uh, david beckham we were speaking about the kits and it's hard to explain so we've, yeah. uh, we've chucked the photos up for people to have a look as well uh yeah a little bit of fun on uh, on, a, on a mad monday <laughs> Oh, I can feel it from you. No broken um, shoulders like uh, <laughs> Callum Mills. Though. No, no broken shoulders. We've invited uh, producer Jace on because we've got lots of other stuff to cover. Producer Jace, what else is going on in the sporting world? G'day, boys. Uh, how are things at Harbour Town? It's very quiet here in the studio, by the way, at the moment. I'm uh, watching yeah. a bit of uh, a bit of Foxtel, listening to you boys go at it. Uh, there's a yep. bit happening uh, in the US at the moment. Maybe we should talk US sports next week. But uh, yeah. Haven't got any of that for you. I've got some NBL action from last night, and let's go through what happened in the West. Uh, going to take you through a little bit of the last quarter highlights. The 36ers 
going down their third loss in a row, but there were some highlights along the way. Trey Kell the third runs the ball up the court, driving to the cup and making the two. This is an unbelievable third quarter from Adelaide. Humphreys in the paint and in the post makes the two. Tough move, Humphreys. And scores a level at 70 apiece. Saar, who's all wide open for three. Saar! Boom! Oh, Saar! And Perth are going to hang on. It was ugly at times. And on the buzzer, Bryce makes a three. Yeah, on the buzzer, another three. Okay. They sealed it with back-to-back threes. The uh, the 36 has had a red-hot dip, 29-20 to 20 in the third quarter to get themselves back into it. But it wasn't to be uh, three losses in a row to start the year. But if you are a 36 fan, don't lament too much because what a start to the season they've had. Brisbane in Brisbane, then the championship favourites Melbourne at home in their first and only home game of the year so far. They played in Perth last night against the Wildcats, who are almost impossible to beat over there. And their road trip concludes on Sunday when they hop on a plane and head to Sydney to take on the reigning champions. So that is a tough start to the year, boys. Yeah, not the first Adelaide team to get a tricky fixture this year, Bryce. No, you're right. Sir. I'm not actually sure what you're talking about there, Tom. But um, <laughs> yeah, not not a great start for our 36ers, zip and three. But uh, as you just mentioned, Jace, tough start to the season. But it was good to see him fight back in that second half and, and took it right up to the Perth Wildcats, who are you know certainly a talented outfit. So... We'll uh, get through the Sydney Kings coming up and then we'll get a few home games and, and get a few Ws back on the board, I reckon. Next home game, October the 14th at uh, the Entertainment Centre. Our very own Paul Bonzer and the colourful one, Rupert Satwell, will be calling that mm. here on SEN. Uh, the World Cup, the Cricket World Cup in India and Pakistan is on at the moment. The Poms got absolutely flogged in game one, you beauty. The Kiwis rolled them comfortably. Last night, though, Pakistan, they... Um, they were in a bit of strife at times in this game against the mighty Netherlands. Uh, as it was, they won by 81 runs. But they were bowled out for 286, the Packies, and looked in a bit of strife. But uh, it was Baz Delead, who we know for uh, the uh, the Dutch, is their man. He took four for 62 with the ball, then made 60, uh, 67 sorry, off 68 deliveries before the Pakistan Quicks got through the bottom part of their batting lineup and bowled them out for 205. And the Aussies, our opener, will be against India on Sunday. Mm. And Andrew McDonald, the coach, spoke ahead of that uh, yesterday. We're pretty settled. When you pick a squad of 15 players, you're pretty settled in what options you've got available. Yeah, the, the bowling at number seven, yeah, can, can be critical. Um, we've also got Glenn Maxwell and obviously Mitch Marsh coming back into the fold with his bowling. So we feel as though between Marsh and Maxwell, we could potentially get 10 overs out of that. So, yeah, we'll, we'll leave the sort of final team uh, until a couple of days out. So we've got a couple of days to work through that. A few of those moving parts that we had leading in um, have, have unfolded positively for us, which is which is nice. So if you asked me that two weeks ago, I would have been a little bit worried. But now, yeah, everything seems to have, have come together nicely. Travis Head still on the sidelines at the moment, nursing his uh, injured broken hand. Hopefully he'll be back in the middle part of the tournament. This is a long tournament, boys. Um, mm. The warm-up games, I believe, have started It was started in India in their uh, summer and will finish in winter or vice versa, something yeah. like that. So, crazy. Crazy yeah. long hey, Jace, tournament. Hey, Jace, do you reckon only taking one full-time spinner into this squad? 
Yeah, don't like come it. Come back and hurt them, the Aussies. Uh, don't like it in, in India. They they tried a few things in the warm-up games. I think we forget just how good a spinner Steve Smith was at his peak, but he's not the Steve yeah. Smith of uh, 2007 trying to bowl leg spin. Um, I noticed Marnus Labuschagne took four for in a warm-up game as well. I don't think that's going to be the answer either. Uh, I think the biggest issue that we've got at the moment is we pigeonhole certain players as test players and not not one day specialists. And yeah. Explain to me how Nathan Lyon isn't our best spinner yes. at the moment. Why isn't he there? I don't get it. Uh, yeah. It makes no sense. They've just well, pigeonholed him as a test only player. Um, I, I don't think he's retired from the limited overs game. He still plays in the Big Bash, so uh, I think he'd yeah. be very very handy in this um, this format in India. I would have thought, boys, but that's just my opinion. Well, he's an intellectual bowler, and he loves a he loves a battle, Nathan Lyon. So he, there's no doubt he could change his approach and you know short, shorten it up and and be a little um, unpredictable in the short format. So I actually agree with you, Jace. Hey, how just a curious question: How often do the World Cups for cricket come around? Uh, every four years for various different yeah. formats. So it feels like we've just had one. Well, we did. It's the T20 yeah. World Cup we just had. Uh, every four years. So the last uh, 50 over version of the World Cup was that infamous final between England and New Zealand. Um, so the Kiwis got a little bit of um, recompense for that in the first game of the tournament, absolutely smashing the Poms, uh, and we love to see that. But uh, mm. I, I've got a feeling when we get to the 50 over version that we're coming to D-Day for it. Um, yes. I, I'm not sure if we're going to see too much more 50 over cricket played in between the World Cups, if that makes sense. That's I'm, what I'm getting at. Yeah. I, I'm just not sure there is a, an appetite even for the World Cups. I mean, um, you know, I guess we'll see. We'll yeah. see. We'll see how the next one goes, Jace. What we else will. you got for us? Uh, a couple of quick ones to finish off with. Uh, I can't gloss over this, though. The AFLW, um, the Western Bulldogs went down to Carlton by 19 points last night. But look, all eyes are on today for our Adelaide teams. The Crows are in Melbourne. They will take on Melbourne in the blockbuster game. It is the two undefeated sides, the premiership favourites going at it. That's Melbourne and the Adelaide Crows. Should be a beauty, that one. And for our Port Adelaide supporters, you're at home today in a winnable game against Sydney. There's going to be some uh, fun for the family out there, bouncy castles yeah. and the like. Caught up with uh, Jamie, their media guru, yesterday, and she went through the details as to what they've got planned and uh, if you've got nothing on tonight, you're a Port Adelaide supporter, you want to get to Alberton and check this out. It starts at 4.30pm, uh, 4.35 I think is the first bounce. They're taking on the Swans and should beat them. Beautiful. Oh, very Looking nice. Looking forward to that. Might head down there. Yeah. Tom, what about you? Yeah, yeah, I'm not Take sure. But, yeah, but it's very nice for the kids. It's always a very good setup for them, particularly if you've got a jumpy castle. Um, they, they can get quite loose. I know my son has uh, I can see you on the bouncy dis- castle, Tom. Yeah, yeah, but uh, uh, my children Actually, are have complete enough to disregard be able to get on the bouncy castle or not. Yeah, I just clock over the height range just for when when they measure it, uh, going into the roller coasters and stuff. Uh, that was very comprehensive, Jace. Thank you for that sports wrap. It's ten oh one, so we're going to get to the news. And Bryce, I know you're looking forward to this. It's a comprehensive wrap of all things trade and free agency coming up next. We're going to go granular for you. Top of twenty three degrees today. Top of twenty degrees today. 
City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wildpeak AT3W all-terrain tyre. <laughs> this is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yes, we're having a lovely time down at Harbour Town. People are trickling through and it's good to see everyone getting some Saturday morning shopping done. The sun is uh, poking out, Bryce Gibbs. And we're just seeing a few best and fairest nights. They're all getting wrapped up now. Even Collingwood had theirs. They were probably just linked to partying, uh, had it just carry over into their night. But how's this overnight? Josh Dacos takes the cake. Uh, over his brother Nick Dacos and Braden Maynard second. Tom Mitchell nicely comes in uh, third. And Scott Pendlebury fourth. Isaac Quayner fifth. Yeah, a little bit of a, a surprise, but um, Josh. Had, a, had an outstanding year, Josh. Uh, yeah, all Australian yeah. on the wing. Um, you know, played some, some unbelievable good games and gets rewarded for, for his consistency. Obviously, Josh, prob- uh, sorry, Nick probably wins it if he doesn't get injured. Yeah. Um, probably yeah. could have locked that in. And, and Braden Maynard, just a role player week in, week out. Um, so he's finished uh, in the top couple, I think, in the last couple of years in a row now. So yeah. Um, He's done done well again. Yeah, he has. There's a, there's a few coming through. So Brisbane, Harris Andrews tops theirs with Lockie Neal coming second. And then Hugh McCluggage, Josh Dunkley, nice addition to their team. Harris Andrews, he's back. He had an off year last year, but it's good to see him back to his absolute best. And winning that one, Gibber, what have you got in front of you? Uh, Essen and Zach Merritt took yep. out the, the Crichton medal ahead of Kyle Langford and Mason Redman. Uh, no surprises over the West with Frio, Caleb Sarong uh, edging out Andrew Brayshaw, Sarong All-Australian for the first time this year. Tom Stewart took out his second uh, Geelong best and fairest. Uh, mm-hmm. Noah Anderson for the Gold Coast, no surprises there. Uh, Toby Green uh, took out his second Kevin Sheedy medal uh, for the GWS Giants ahead of Stephen Canelio uh, and Tom Green tied for second. Uh, North Melbourne, I've got Harry Sheasel. That's incredible. That's uh, unbelievable for a first-year player, obviously uh, standout. Yeah, um, all year, and uh, won the Rising Star as well. So he uh, defeated, or not defeated, he beat uh, he Nick Larkey sma- and, and Bailey Scott. <laughs> so that top three, uh, Davis Uniac four. So a couple of really talented kids, uh, futuring prominently in uh, North Melbourne's yeah. best and fairest. Uh, and Richmond Tim Taranto, the the big recruit uh, over last year, he won uh, his. The, the Jack Dye medal in his yeah. first year at uh, Richmond, which was uh, fantastic. Yep, very good. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see Harry Sheasel's career blossom. He could be anything. He was a star forward in his draft year with all the all the tricks in his kit bag. So looking forward to tonight, Gibber. The Crows have got their best and fairest. What were you about to say? Uh, I'll get back. I'll get back to what I was about to say in a second. Yes, um, Crows tonight. The... What are you forecasting? Tex. No, nah, it has to be Jordan Dawson. Jordan Dawson. Oh, I think Tex will be yeah. in the top couple. There's no doubt about that. But I think Dawson yeah. uh, from well, – he'd be my pick. My prediction for Tex is that he will win the goal-kicking award. Uh, I reckon you could lock that in. Yeah. Hey, and just talking about best and fairest, Collingwood's BNF was broadcasted, Tom, mind you, on ESPN. Oh, goodness gracious. Don't if tell me don't Eddie mind. Maguire was part of that. Uh, unbelievable scene. Team calling that. That is uh, actually unbelievable. Hey, um, Bathurst 
is happening. And Brody Kostensky has surged into favouritism for the Bathurst 1000 with rivals unsure the Supercars Championship leader can be beaten. Uh, the Erebus star has provisional pole for Saturday's top 10 shootout. Well, that's today. After dominating an action-packed qualifying session that included two red flags, Kostecki has recorded six wins this season to be in reach of a maiden championship with two rounds to follow after Sunday's great race at Mount Panorama. The 25-year-old finished third in 2021 and fourth last year, but Kostecki and co-driver David Russell now appear to be primed to win at Bathurst for the first time, Gibber. And I'm pretty sure, Producer Jason, we're going to be covering that on SEN. Yes, we are, boys, uh, from 3.30 local time. That's the Bathurst uh, shootout. Thanks for uh, bringing that up. And, of course, all day tomorrow, it's going to be a ripping day from Mount Panorama. Yep. Moving into uh, a couple of the trades, more broadly speaking, Bryce, out of SA, Taylor Adams wants to go to Sydney, which is, which is a big one. He's um, He lived in Sydney, started his career there, and now he's probably heading back there with Brody Grundy. So uh, how does that look for Sydney's midfield, Gibber, with uh, getting that sort of inside player there? Yeah, it certainly feels a, a need through the midfield for them. But was it a, is it a bit of a surprise? I, I think yeah. he's contracted and he is. obviously missed the grand final through injury. Do you reckon that's played any part of his decision-making there? Because I think he yeah. he's definitely went over there and toured the facility. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was a bit of, bit surprised when I when I heard that. Yeah, word is it's unrelated to the grand final stuff, but maybe he's just looking for a fresh, you know... Unless he wants more page. midfield time, Tom Mitchell coming yeah. in and spending more of that, that inside centre square mid, pushing Adams a, a little bit more, uh, you know, half forward, pinch hitting in the midfield, uh, unless... He sees himself more as a, an inside mid and wants more time in there. That's what it's all about. Players uh, who are midfielders don't like to get pushed to the, the half-forward flank where it's bloody uh, a graveyard down there. So um, that's probably what he's after. Devin Robertson has uh, decided to stay a Lion. He played in their grand final team two more years as a Lion and rejecting a five-year deal from the West Coast Eagles. Does that decision make sense to you, Bryce? Oh, a little bit surprising as well, mm. to be honest. Uh, obviously, be tough decision to turn down a, a five-year deal. Maybe yeah. the, the travel, not, not wanting to, to live over in the West, potentially might have been a factor, but uh, certainly would have got a, a lot of opportunities in that West Coast side. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they, they still feel he can play a role for the Brisbane Lions in the next couple of years, and yeah, he'll, uh, he'll stay a Lion. Yeah, I like that he's backed himself for, for a two-year deal. And uh, plenty more opportunities with that warm weather as well for him to get that re- beautiful rig out and uh, put it on display. Uh, finally, Gibber, there, there is a chase on for West Coast number one pick. Of course, they're, they're not really willing to budge with it unless it's going to be a massive deal. But North Melbourne possibly hold the hand for it because they're going to have pick two possibly pick three from the Ben Mackay, plus uh, pick 14 from Port Adelaide and all the comp, um, picks they're going to get from the AFL. So I think West Coast would consider it if they can slide back one pick, go to pick two. They can pick their WA bloke, Daniel Curtin. He's a key position player who can mix it in the midfield. If they can get a couple of picks in that top end so they get two guys in instead of one, maybe something for next year then probably worthwhile considering for West Coast and North Melbourne targeting Harley Reid, who is that type of player 
that we see the Dugowies, the Christian Petrarchas, those game-changing midfielders who, uh, you know, can turn a game on a dime, just like uh, Dugowie did in the grand final, Gibber. But that's it for the trade space right now. Well, got a little quote I'm just looking at here from yeah. Harley Reid. Yes. Spoke to foxfooty.com.au on being drafted with pick one if it was by the West Coast yes. Eagles. And quote from Harley Reid, I would be happy to go over there. Well, take so, it to the bank. I, re- I remember Jake Lever said that when he came to Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that turned out quite well. So, Gibbert, we're going to get to a, a little break here because up next you're giving us a preview. I can see you've been scribbly, scribbling furiously on your notepad to give us a preview of the EPL. So that's up next. It's 10-12 and it's the top of 20 degrees today. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yes, so good to have your company. We're down at Harbour Town. All thanks to our friends at Solitaire Auto. Open the door to your new Audi. The event sale is on now at Bel Air Road, Hawthorne. And SENSA Studio Lumo is powered by Lumo Energy SA. We've enjoyed your text this morning as well. So, Gibber, it's time for an EPL preview. Now, treat this as though you're speaking in layman's terms to someone who doesn't <laughs> follow it closely because uh, I, I at times have difficulty keeping up with... There's a multitude of leagues, but is the, the EPL is probably the strongest in the world? Uh, it'd have to be one of yeah. the strongest, one of the toughest leagues in Europe. There, there's no doubt about that, Tom. Yeah. But uh, let's just talk over a couple of points and we have to talk about Tottenham Hotspur first obviously sitting second on the table as it speak as we speak and they beat Liverpool who Ange Postacoglu supported uh, as a kid uh, and up until he took the job at the Tottenham Hotspur and Mm -hmm. they beat Liverpool last week uh, Mm -hmm. 2-1 but it wasn't without controversy Uh, Liverpool scored it was overturned by the VAR and just listen to this audio and you can tell me what you pick up out of this audio Okay. What? On-field decision was offside. Are you happy with this Never image? Yes, yeah, onside. The image we gave him is onside. Left back. He's played. He's yeah. gone offside. Delay, delay, delay. No, Oddie's saying to delay. Oddie's saying to delay. Pardon? Oddie's calling in to say delay the game. To, to complete. The decision yeah. is offside. <laughs> That sounds like a hot mess dumpster fire, Gibber. What, what is going on there? He sounds like underlay, underlay. Well, that, yeah. that's exactly what it was, Tom. So a goal that should have been allowed was disallowed with just mm-hmm. all the confusion that happened uh, in in the VAR reviewing that goal. So, uh, yeah, obviously a, a big mistake yeah. and costly in the result uh, in that one. But Tottenham, believe it yes. or not, Tom, uh, play Luton Town tonight. And if they okay. win, we'll go top of the Premier League table. Uh, and that will be live, broadcasted live. Yeah on SEN from 9.30 tonight. So uh, Ange Postacoglu doing some amazing things at Tottenham Hotspur and could be sitting atop of the Premier League table yep. at about 11pm tonight, which is unbelievable. And now is, is this sort of, uh, the the season is sort of about a third of the way in or or is it kind of still in the starting phase? No, about, about a quarter of the way in. Eight yeah, games yep. of about 38. Yep. Yep. 
So okay. a couple of other games just to keep an eye on over the weekend. Arsenal take on Man City in uh, a top four clash. So that'll mm-hmm. be that that rounds out uh, the round actually. So that will be a cracker. Uh, West Ham and Newcastle and my Liverpool, my Reds are taking on Brighton and Hove Albion, who have proven. A little tricky to play against. Uh, they play uh, a pretty tough defensive style. Yep. Had a loss last week, but uh, will be a tricky one away for the Reds. So it uh, should be another exciting weekend of uh, EPL action. And what about the Man United? Because uh, growing up, they were always a... But they're taking on Brentford here. Growing up, Man United were the club... Um, always one of the most popular over there. How are they tracking? They have been one of the most successful sides uh, in history. Uh, Mm. They're not going that well, Tom. Sitting in 10th as it sits on the table with three wins, no losses, uh, sorry, no draws and four losses. So uh, them and Chelsea probably haven't started their 2023-24 campaigns as well as they would have liked. Yep. Okay, that is the comprehensive... uh, Coverage of the EPL from Bryce Gibbs. Bryce, uh, just want to pivot for a moment before we go to a break. It's my son's birthday today. He's turning five years old. What What do you reckon is the best? Th- what are five year olds? What did you get your son? Charlie How good? Well, firstly, happy birthday, and Donny, Donny, and if you want to, we are yeah. actually hosting uh, my daughter's fourth birthday party. Her birthday was a couple right. grand final week, and we're having a. Uh, yeah, yeah. A frozen party in the in the parklands today, so you can come oh, and join nice. that. Well, with we us, we if could do. Like. A, a, there's nothing like you a dress up. party. Yeah. Uh, as um, what's the the protagonist, female protagonist's name? Elsa. Elsa. Yeah. Anana. I'll, I'll come as Elsa. We're actually doing a party in uh, Port Adelaide. They have this wonderful train thing, and Brenton Raglas from Channel Nine has uh, my wife's connections. Brenton Raglas is a train driver uh, as part of his. Um, Hobbies. He's going to be driving a little train, and yeah, right. uh, all the kids are jumping Sounds on the train. Like a fantastic afternoon. Yeah, a bit little of dummy. ice cream cake, and there will also be beer supplied for the adults. Might have to pop in, <laughs> help them survive. Hey, we're going to get to a break, and uh, we're going to touch on Chris Davies's words up next as we wrap things up. Uh, the chance of Xavier Dersma heading out the door for Port Adelaide. It's currently ten twenty-two. Top of twenty degrees today. Nice spring day. Good to see everyone trickling through Harbour Town. Uh, Gibber, 1022. AT3W All-Terrain Tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yes, so good to have your company through the show this morning. It's been a big one and it's a big week coming up ahead, particularly for our South Australian sides. Are there going to be any manoeuvres this trade period that we are yet to hear about? There's always a couple of bombshells that drop. Uh, Last year it was Jason Hall Francis. I'm coming out of retirement. Yep. Gibber's coming out of retirement, age 34, as he uh, limbers up with a miniature <laughs> gut that's um, <laughs> protruding over your jeans. Oh, I was actually back in the gym this week, and I'm extremely <laughs> sore, Tom. I, you are. Oh, you're you oh, struggling moving, not to moving move, well mate. at all. Yep. Um, lovely spring day today. You know what is, even though it's a little bit cold in the air, I've been just starting to go for a swim. Wow. Down at Semaphore, the water feels like ice, but it's it's a bit as you would know, it's a bit of a mind over matter thing. You just just forget about it. You just go, I'm going under, going under, and I say the saying is right. You never regret a swim, Bryce. 
Very popular, isn't it? People yep. uh, getting up, winning the morning. Yeah, Tom, yeah. Getting down to Tom. the salt water and jumping in and starting their day. Get after it. My uh, wife, lovely wife Jessica, she does it every single day. Every day. Every, every single day. In the middle of winter. Even in the middle of winter. She oh. has people, fo- people come and watch and go, oh, God. She's braver than I am, Tom. Yeah, a couple of, couple of screws loose, I reckon. And uh, no, I, I joke, I joke. Hey, Gibbo. A uh, new CBA agreement came through last night between the AFL and Players uh, um, Association and, and basically it's a lot more uh, screws are tightened on what money they, uh, players can get and and um, what's it called when it's, it's not an endorsement, it's like a, a motivator. For them to incentives, incentives. That's the word I'm looking for. That's what you're after. You know, 30k if you're in the All Australian team. Bonuses for playing 18 games or more, 110 grand bonus. So players getting very well looked after. Producer Jay, so um, you've got a Sheffield Shield result, uh, unfortunately for our South Aussie side. I'll be quick here, boys. Uh, Yes, the Redbacks unfortunately went down. Um, to Tassie in their opener. Uh, they weren't too bad. Jake Lehman was the highlight for the Redbacks, making 100 in the first innings, and Geordie Buckingham as well, seven wickets in the first innings. But in the end, Homer Simpson probably summed them up best. Yeah, huh. no, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucks. <laughs> I haven't seen teams suck before. It's like, they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. They'll be all right. Uh, very good, producer Jay. Say, uh, we are here for our studio partner, Lumo Energy, uh, SENSA Studio Lumo is powered by Lumo Energy SA. Gibber, what's on for your day today? Uh, frozen party in the park, Tom. So Fro- yeah, I'm dressing up. I've got a uh, snowman outfit going as uh, the snowman. What's yeah, his name? Yeah. I don't know. I'm Olof, not familiar. Olof. I'm going Olof. as Olaf. Okay, well, uh, I'm considering coming as Elsa. Uh, yes, <laughs> no, I, I'm actually uh, my son's five year old. Birthday today, fifth birthday. Happy birthday, Donnie. Have a lovely weekend, everybody, whatever you're up to.